0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Education Series episode of the BTS Podcast. The Education Series is where we deliver 10 minutes of educational content on different psychology theories and facts. I'm Sierra Minova, your host, and this week's series is a continuation of learning theories. In our previous Education Series episode, we spoke about classical and operative conditioning, a form of behavioral learning, and in this week's episode, we'll be getting more into social learning theory let's get started. So let's quickly recap into behaviorism. Behaviorism is a school of psychology that believes association is what drives behavior, meaning that all of our behaviors are influenced and learned from external forces rather than internal. Behavior is learned through the interaction with our environment through a process called conditioning. And the learning can either be reinforced through reward or diminished through punishment. If you want to refresh your memory on classical and operant conditioning, you can check out our previous education series episode. Now, whilst we're not denying that conditioning is a form of learning, we're probably also aware that it can't be the only form of learning. And to go even further, there are limitations to the behaviorist model, like the fact that sometimes our cognition can stop us from making associations between two stimuli. For example, if every time we receive bad news, we're at a home with a family member, we aren't really going to associate that family member with the bad news because rationally we understand that the family member is probably always there because you guys live together. It also ignores things like motivation, which we'll talk about below. So what are the other ways that we can learn? Now, alongside behaviorists, there are the social learning theorists. Social learning theories differ from behaviors in a sense where they consider both environment and cognitive factors as influencing human learning and behavior. They argue that our learning and behavior is more complex than just involving an environmental stimulus or conditioning. According to this theory, learning is done by observing and then consciously imitating what we observe. There are also underlying emotions that can impact behavior. A person learns through interaction of their environment and the social context. One of the most famous theorists known for this style of thinking was Albert Bandura. Bandura was a Canadian American psychologist who was well known for his experiments on social cognitive theory. One of the most popular studies he did in 1961 was known as the Bobo Doll Experiment. The Bobo Doll Experiment emphasizes the importance of observing, modeling, and imitating the behaviors, attitudes, and emotional reactions of others. Let's take a look at how. So, Bandura was in his lab at Stanford conducting this experiment with Bobo dolls, these big, scary looking, inflatable dolls to observe the learning of children. Children were split into two groups, where each group had a team of researchers in the room with them. There were two scenarios in the experiment. In one scenario, the researcher beat the hell out of this poor little Bobo doll and basically kicked it, punched it, slapped it, you name it. Whilst in the other, the researcher did nothing, or just sat next to the doll passively. After some time, the researchers left the room, and the children were left alone with Bobo. And I'm assuming you can imagine what happened. The children who saw Bobo being beaten up by the adult researcher imitated them. So they also started, without any mercy, beating the hell out of Bobo for no apparent reason. And in contrast, those kids that didn't see it happening mostly sat and just played around with Bobo without physically trying to knock him out. So what does this tell us? This experiment showed that imitation or observation is a huge part of our learning, especially coming from an adult. Later and more advanced models of the Bobo experiment also showed us that who was doing the beating was also important. So basically, the figure that children imitate is as important as the actual observation and imitation itself. And of course, we can guess who the child would most likely imitate or relate to, their parents or their primary caregivers. That's why they say the best way to teach is by doing, If you want your child to become or be the best version of themselves, then you yourself must be a good model. And no, I don't mean standing there looking like a Victoria's Secret angel, but a role model. Hence, imitation becomes a very important factor for learning. And naturally, as children grow up, they start imitating from different environments, such as what they see on TV and their friends. And so we should be mindful who they are trying to replicate. And interestingly, social learning is not just limited to humans, it's also innate or observed in animals such as fish, birds, reptiles, and mammals, including primates. There have been numerous studies done in social psychology that show how animals also facilitate learning by observation and imitation. For example, young monkeys that observed their parents fearfully responding to snakes also developed a fear of snakes without direct contact. Even after three months, the young observer, who is the monkey, still showed strong fearful reactions towards snakes, suggesting that they had formed a strong connection from just observing their parents' behavior. Similarly, birds such as songbirds have shown that the variation of the bird song that was learned strongly depended on their environment and location, meaning that different birds learn the bird song from the environment, or let's say from the foster or their parents that they grew up in. Now, social learning theory is generally understood, according to Bandura, in four main processes. Attention, retention, reproduction or motor capability, and motivation. Attention is obviously referred to the level of focus the learner has on the task at hand. Observation alone is not enough to succumb to imitation. The youngling or whoever is doing the observing must divide a certain amount of attention to what's happening to be able to acquire it as knowledge. And then retention is the level of how much is remembered from the observation. Is it enough to reproduce or imitate it? Now, given the above steps, which is observation, attention, and retention, then comes to the fourth step, which is reproduction. And reproduction refers to the ability to perform that task or observation by oneself. So the songbird is now able to perform by itself, or the penguin is now able to walk alone without his mother's footsteps. It's important to note, though, that the above steps do not always result in reproduction. For example, if I'm a 90-year-old lady and I keep watching BMX bikers do backflips on their bikes, no matter how much I observe and even learn of the behavior, it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to hop in and start doing tricks and flips in the next X Games competition. How cool would that be, though? Now, to wrap this all up, another factor was important, according to Bandura, is motivation. Motivation is actually considered one of the most important principles of the social learning theory, and this is where punishment and reward comes in. One needs to have a personal interest or motive to engage in the learning, otherwise they will not be motivated in imitating it. And these motives can be from the desire to look or behave exactly like their role model or other things like personal characteristics. Social learning theory teaches us a lot about human behavior and even the act of peer pressure as we grow older. Do we do things because we want to, or because other people are doing it, or because it's accepted as the norm in our friend circle, or even in our culture and society? Right now, social media presents plenty of social learning examples with people imitating others, and this behavior is typically spurred by the desire to be socially accepted or liked. And so we must be mindful, even as adults, what drives our imitation or what drives our motivation, and who we want to imitate, i.e. what type of person we want to become, the playwright George Bernard Shaw says it beautifully, Imitation is not just the sincerest form of flattery, it is the sincerest form of learning. Well, there you have it. We have reached yet another end to one of our education series episode. I'd like to remind you that these episodes are merely a brief introduction to a vast and rich world of these theories. If you enjoy this episode, please show your support by rating it on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to stay tuned for the next episode release. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys next time.